You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. This is the Thunder Quack Podcast. The official podcast of Thunder Quack Podcast Network where anything can happen. So strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts. It's Thunderquack time! Hello and welcome back to the Thunderquack podcast, the official podcast of Thunderquack.com, which you can get early over at patreon.com slash thunderquack. Uh, just like our Patreon producers, Brian Morowski and JJ Samuel, or you can wait and get it late every Friday on podcast services across the galaxy. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. And I'm your other host, Amanda Conkin. And what Mike forgot to say in that intro for the second time that he's done it is that you can get it early if you're on Patreon. Did I not so say early? You didn't. You I said mean, you like, can you get, get it it's... on Patreon, is which it... is true. It's a true factual statement, but you can get it every Tuesday on podcast on patreon.com is it is it but is it actually early or is that when it's actually that's released when it actually and you're only exactly. ever for free you're only ever getting it late. that's true that's true i mean right? there you go so again factually correct but just yeah i had to give i had to razz you because it was the second time that you did it and it's it all good i mean like <laughs> hey we're only 50 episodes in it's i fine. know right which is a this big is deal this, this is, is our 50th episode I'm excited. Thank you for planning ahead and paying attention to things like that so that I don't have to and for making it special so that I'm like, hey, it's 2021. Do I want to keep podcasting? Well, really, all I got to do is show up. So there's no reason why I don't. Thank you, Mike, for making it as easy as possible. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is the first one of the year. We're going to start off on the absolute wrong foot and uh, I just just bring drag 2020 kicking and screaming into 2021 i know that like oh like two weeks ago everybody was like oh man we're almost done 2020 2021's <laughs> gonna be so much better and it's like no it's not like like <laughs> yeah. nothing nothing has gone away like all of the problem it, this is i hate new year's i've always hated new year's it it it's a I've, I've, I've always like, no, I mean, not always. I mean, obviously as a kid, not knowing what the word arbitrary meant, I wouldn't have said this, but, but like, basically since I was a teenager, I've said like, it's an arbitrary date that we decide is the beginning of the year. Right. In January, which like, it's, it's just we completely didn't decide it. Gregorian calendar folks sure, decided sure. it. So, um, but yes. And I, I, and and the only reason that it's a big deal is because it is yet another excuse, like most dates on the calendar <laughs> with a star next to them, to drink alcohol. Which, t- for someone who does not drink alcohol, that's just not special to me, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. What are you? What are we gonna do? Well, we're gonna stay up till midnight. And what else are we gonna do? Drink alcohol. Well, I stay up until midnight most nights, so that's not special. <laughs> I don't drink alcohol, so that's not special. So there's literally nothing special about New Year's to me. Um, <laughs> but it is also like it's the arbitrary date that we decide that from here on out, everything's going to be completely different. Now, 
We don't do any of the work required in order for things to be different. We don't prepare for things to be different. We expect that the the I I picture like a like those like nineteen eighties clocks that that um, like before digital clocks were a thing. Like in Back to the Future, I think Marty has this kind of clock that that um like his alarm clock that has have like oh, the, the flaps little the flaps down. yeah that like yeah. That, like, like clack over like Groundhog yeah Day. exactly yeah like. Uh, we imagine that like those those little flaps are gonna are gonna click over and suddenly everything is different, um, and that's th- that is not the case. It was never gonna be the case, and yet some people are like, "Oh man, I'm really bummed out," and it's like you shouldn't be. It was. <laughs> you it's the same. Be. It's the same. I know. I will say some people do work. I myself created a spreadsheet for my new <laughs> hopes, goals, wishes, and dreams. As you do, I don't know. Some people prepare for like. That's right. Hey, I mean, like, year. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody who is going to do that stuff. I'm just saying that, like, the I'm not knocking people who like who get organized in January. I mean, look, I cleaned out the office today. Like, Ooh, like it's the beginning yeah. of the year. Like, like it's like Christmas is over. All the decorations are away. All of the new stuff is in the places theoretically where they belong. Um, so like, you know, I, 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 the, the, the purpose of boxing day in Canada, it is supposed to be that, you know, you get your new stuff and then you box up the old stuff that you don't need, like, like old sweaters or, or, you know, uh, stuff that you've replaced with, with new things for Christmas and you donate them or you, or you pass them on to other people. Right. I, and so, I mean, like, it's been a two week process around here because everything is so, bananas with these kids but i but like today i finally like this morning i i i stepped into my office at eight o'clock in the morning and was like this isn't gonna work because it was just like (laughs) piles of cardboard and just just sort of like the detritus and the the the, Yeah, yeah, yeah the aftermath of christmas and so i spent the first two hours of my work day today uh cleaning out my workspace which like i it, i have that there, there's that thing in your head where you're like where you're like this isn't work though right <laughs> yeah but at the yeah. same time it's like this is absolutely work i work from home i need yeah. to make sure that my that my space is yeah clean and organized it's it hasn't been clean and organized because i like because because i i because they were like the two weeks off and and whatnot um so it was like no, like I got to make a concerted effort to to get this place back in order, and it's actually I think it's actually the tidiest it's been since before the pandemic started. I uh, so it's nice actually. It's I mean it's still not ideal in here. There's still a lot of there's still a lot of junk all over the place, and I do need to I need to box some stuff up and I need to reorganize because because I've gotten new stuff right. So it's like a lot of the collection right. has. Yeah, yeah, yeah has just kind of like like things have just gone on shelves whereas previously things were nicely organized so i have to i have to to kind of tidy up a little bit i did i've i've um i'm still waiting on one one more of these uh star wars shakespeare books i i crystal's mom got me the prequels basically for christmas Ah, um Cause I've been saying like, I need to, I need to, 
I had two of them and I was like, I need to get the rest of these. Um, cause it's driving me nuts that all I had was star Wars and return of the Jedi. <laughs> it's like, how, like, what is that? So I, uh, Crystal's mom got me the prequels, but the Phantom Menace hasn't arrived yet. It, Amazon, wow. right? So it, it's taking forever. But I ordered myself Empire, so now I just have the the sequels to pick up, which will be easier because they're more recently in print, right? Nice. But um, I have to now reorganize my bookshelf because now I have to make room for uh, four more books on it, and then and then kind of leave myself space for the three that are that are gonna need to go there that I assume will probably get sometime around my birthday. But I. It's like it's stuff like that where it's like I've got new new action figures, new new books. I, I have to go through and like all the comics that I've read. I have to now reorganize the comic shelves in order to fit everything in and I mean get see, rid of stuff and all that stuff. It's there. There's just something psychological about a new year and about yeah. like figuring out and like organizing yourself and also like like taking stock like. I had a terrible year for reading last year. I think I talked about it a couple times in the podcast yeah. where just like my brain just could not get around books. Like I just couldn't sit and read stuff. And I really did on January 1st. I was like, you know what? I'm not really doing anything today. Like I'm at my parents' house. I'm going to, and I sat down and I read son of a trickster. So I think, I don't know if we've talked about trickster, but it's the CBC series in Canada. Um, so it's, but it's based on a, on a book. Um, and it takes place in Kitimat, BC, which is kind of cool. Um, a lot of like First Nations imagery and um, characters in it. And anyways, but I read the whole book and I was like, you know what? And then I read another book and another book. So I've already read three books in the last week. And it just really, I think it just, I just needed that like psychological like shit. Reset. Yeah. Yeah. Reset. And, it, since, and I will it, say it does. Yeah. It, it exists, but it yeah. only exists because we decided that it exists. Like literally, that's how everything could, in society works. Though, you could do right? this at any time of year, right? There's nothing Money only special exists about we decided exists. Sure. Like, <laughs> um, but yes, you're right. There's technically, and technically, it's not even the beginning of the year because really, we're like, I don't know. It's just upsetting that like October, November. Well, it's it's so December. weirdly like. Like the 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 solstice yeah. is like two weeks before, yeah, right. Yeah. And it's like, well, I, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> like, cause that's at least that's at least like a a, a physical demarcation, right? Like, yeah, like there's yeah. there, like there's an actual zenith there that marks a point in time that is immutable that like that doesn't change over time it's like that's look <laughs> we spin around the sun <laughs> we spin around in a circle <laughs> the moon goes around like that stuff happens and we can't do anything about it <laughs> so we may as well set our clocks by it right but then it's like no no no, we're gonna wait two weeks because we don't want to get in the way of christmas uh yeah. which but itself you know. is like christianity <laughs> co-opting a pagan <laughs> ritual and uh you know uh, it, it holidays are dumb. I, 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 I think that holidays are dumb. And once you have kids, holidays go from being like, uh, uh, oh, oh, neat. It's a holiday to, oh, man, there's so many things we got to do now. Right. Because yeah. yeah. when, when you are a kid. The Christmas tree goes up. And you help decorate it, but you don't have to do the majority of the work, right? Like you put yeah, like five yeah. ornaments on it and then yeah. you sit down and watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and your parents finish the rest of it. Well, now I'm the parent and I got to yeah. finish the rest of it and I don't want to. 
I don't yeah. want to like every year, every December, let's say probably like around December, like fourth or fifth, my brain goes, can we just buy a new tree? <laughs> like a new uh, uh, artificial tree that's just like got all of because uh, pepper chews through the cables and then i gotta go through and i gotta like rewire cables and stuff oh, so it's like can we just buy a new tree every year and then just buy like you know like at ikea they have they'll have like the gigantic box that's got like every ornament that you could need so it's all one color and i hate those trees they have no personality <laughs> they're they're just like they like they just look like displays right but like, but also if the cat knocks something down, it's not a big deal. If the kid pulls one of the ornaments and chucks it across the room, it's made of plastic. So it's not going to break. Like, so every year I think that like, uh, we should just do that and then just be done with it. It's like, so then when Christmas is over, we just basically take that tree and we just put everything back in that box. And then we just like i don't know just give it to somebody else like yep. just just here somebody else take it and i don't have to put it into storage and blah blah, blah. but obviously we never do that but my brain always goes like is that there, there has to be an easier way to live this life <laughs> and i did say to crystal this year i was like can we just get like a smaller one because the artificial tree that we have is big like it's a it's a it's a big tree um but I, I, you know, yeah, that's I, uh, this is my mom. My mom has the same thought. She had it this week. She's like, this is the last year we're having a, a tree that we have to put decorations on. Next year, she's going and buying one of those like silver trees with the lights on them already, and then you don't yeah. do anything. So, um, yeah. I mean, like for you guys, it's like like it's it's just a bunch of adults. <laughs> exactly. So we don't even have right? to. Yeah. It was like so, a no. It was like a big deal this year that we didn't. My mom was like, I have to set the table for Christmas. So I was like, Why? Why do you have to put on a Christmas tablecloth and like Christmas yeah. like placemats? And we just didn't. And it was just like a weird. My mom was like, "Wait, what?" And I was like, "It's just us. We do not require Christmas decor." One of one of my favorite Christmases of all time. I uh, was a year. It was probably like, I think it might have been the third year that we were in Penticton, and it snowed like crazy. I I and. And I think maybe it even like snowed in the lower mainland as well or something like that. And normally, normally there would have been, uh, I, my grandma, my mom's mom would have, would have come up for Christmas and stayed with mm-hmm. us. Um, stay with us for like three weeks around Christmas. Always a delight. That's sarcastic. I've never <laughs> particularly liked the woman. I, she's very mean to me. I, I, but I, I, she couldn't she couldn't get up to penticton um so it was just us like it was just the the five of us and it was like the first time in my life that it was just the five of us because when we lived in vancouver like the rest of our family is in vancouver so christmas day would be like there'd be at least like three people not our direct family that would be at the house for christmas dinner and uh, and then Boxing Day, my mom always does like a crazy open house um, and invites everybody she's ever met um, <laughs> and they all come over. So uh, it's it, like it's always it's always bananas. So this one year, it's like it was just like we were basically snowed in. Nothing was open. <laughs> it was just like yeah. it was just like I, I totally chill. And I, it got to like 
close to dinner time and and my mom was like i don't want to set the table i don't want do we need yeah. to do this and and everybody was kind of like no we don't i i, I must have i would have been like 13 or 14 and it was like no yeah. no like i got video games to play i've got like we got <laughs> stuff like i don't we, we yeah. don't need to spend a bunch of time setting the table and then cleaning up and i remember like the turkey came out of the oven and and my mom like started cutting it up or whatever and i grabbed some some pillsbury pizza minis and uh, and I grabbed some turkey and I put it on the pizza minis and I put the pizza minis into the oven and and I had turkey pizzas <laughs> nice. uh, for a Christmas dinner that year and it was like it w- it felt like we were breaking rules like that's nice. uh, that's yeah, why yeah. it was I mean, cool is, it is that it was yeah. like is that it was like we're not doing like the big fancy Christmas dinner which my mom is usually like all about right yeah um and so that's one of my favorite Christmases and. And every year I'm always, I think I'm always kind of like pushing for that Christmas of like, can we just not make a big deal out of it? Um, anyways, I, it's weird that we're talking about Christmas so much on an episode that's like two weeks after Christmas, but well, because we haven't, we haven't chit chatted. This is, I mean, I will say if nothing else, it's very on brand with Thunder Quack (laughs) that people come here just because Mike and Amanda sometimes just talk about random things. More often than um, not, I feel like if that's why you're listening to Thunder Quack. I just feel like maybe at the moment there's something more important going on in the world I mean, than than yeah. my Christmas in 1997 or 98, whenever that was. Uh, I can't. I don't know what you're talking to. What are you referring to? <laughs> what could I possibly what, be referencing? What could you possibly be um, referencing? I don't know. Just a little thing uh, like the the the. Trump supporters attempting a goddamn coup. Yeah. Uh, the most pathetic and yet still very terrifying coup uh, in so history, I think. The thing that people, that somebody posted or that I saw the next day that is like, just like the things that we don't think about is that these a-holes who were just doing whatever it is, the hell that they thought they were doing, but yeah. like they had to sweep that place for like spyware like if you are actually a threat to the united states you're gonna sneak in with a bunch of idiots and plant spyware in the united states like it's just like there's like stuff that is like nothing in that building is secure like they would have to go like the amount of work that the id it department has been doing over the past like many days like it's just mind-boggling and i just anyways i i will say i feel terrible because i'm not as active as many people are on social media and i i keep feeling like it's that slacktivism right where you're like oh everybody i follow is talking about this stuff so therefore i don't have to join the conversation but what i was really excited about was that especially like you're the one person that i was like oh as this was happening in the world i was like well i guess this is what me and mike are talking about and then you messaged me and you're like well i guess we have something to talk about on monday so (laughs) i'm very pleased to have one of those podcasts where i sort of just sit back and like we just chit chat about the chaos in the world and you know not nerdy things at all but how can you like you know live in the world without talking about the world that you live in so well it's just it's it's i think like the hardest thing about it is that it like i said like it it's it was the most pathetic attempted coup i like on on record i think but it was also the first time that the capital has been occupied 
in that way since 1812. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right? I mean, the, the American problem, capital. So the like problem that, is, is that they didn't actually know what they were doing, right? They were just like, it, let's okay, stop the thing so, from happening. Let's stop the thing but, from happening. But, but they also, didn't have a follow through for it. I don't think I see. I think that that's an, I think that's an incorrect read of what happened. Uh, I think I, I, I think that there was a, a group within that uh, operation that absolutely had a plan and knew what they were doing. I think that um, I'm trying to look up his name right now. Uh, uh, oh, man. I, what, I, I what can't was even his help name? you with, with the he, he, he's one of the police. He's, he was one of the 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 basically like like guards mm-hmm. uh, in the Capitol that um um oh man i'm gonna see if i can find this but i i he i there's video of him he's like like this lone guy of like in front of 200 of these idiots and and he's basically got a baton and um at the time he uh it it looked a little bit like what the hell like how like why do you not have backup why is there not like a hundred of you guys standing ready to deal with this um why is it this one guy and why is he doing nothing right like he keeps he keeps giving ground he keeps backing up and giving and giving ground and and these guys keep rushing him and he keeps pulling back and pulling back and pulling back and I couldn't like at the, at the time when I first saw this this video of it, um, it was like, what is this guy's, what's this guy's problem? Like why 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 are they not equipped to do something about this? Mm-hmm. And then later it turned out like people realized early on in that video, there's a moment where he's kind of holding these guys back through this doorway, and he kind of peeks back. And he looks down the hallway into a room and what he's doing, what he was doing is he was checking to see if the room had been cleared yet. And when he realized like, Oh, there are still senators in the room. He basically like he, he, he rushes one of the guys, like the guy at the front of the, of, of this column of Mm -hmm. terrorists. Right. And kind of like puts his hands on him. Doesn't he's not, he's not, um violent but he's aggressive and what it does is it provokes this one guy which then like the mob mentality they just start like they're swarming right like like nobody in that mob was thinking with their brain they were all just flocking like birds right like they're just they just become one organism and he basically like like poked the organism in the eye and then started backing up and goes up the stairs and he pulled that whole mob on this goose chase around the 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 building away from the senators so that they could clear the floor and they could clear the rooms and and get to safety so this one guy actually like like that's why I want to find his name like he's a like he's a legit hero um because he had the the presence of mind to essentially like distract these guys and he put himself absolutely in harm's way because all it would have taken is one of them to uh 
to to basically like like lose it right right and, yeah, yeah. Uh, to just be like just something wrong that, that yeah happened. and it could have been a totally different situation um yeah. so yeah like like for all of the talk that we've had on this podcast over the last 12 months about i mean really since since when i guess like since like last may right mm-hmm. um of like defund the police and 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 obviously all the stuff in in conjunction with the black lives matter movement uh uh, of last year here is at least one shining example of 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 an officer who was armed he had a gun Mm -hmm. right who chose the other path he chose the other route and he he used his training to not he he wasn't able to de-escalate it because I don't think in that scenario you can de-escalate it right mm-hmm. it it was gonna be what it was gonna be but instead of meeting it with force he redirected their energy into a safer place right and that's ex- like like that's the sort of thing so when we talk about defund the police when we talk about um a police reform we're not talking about and we've said this before we're not talking about let's get rid of all cops right like that's that would be ridiculous some people can't, some people can't are talking that. about that but some but, people are saying yeah. that well th- but those people are saying abolish the police right well Which, and i mean like, because but it's redistributing stuff into like community policing and like but, different things but, like that so there but, are i do i do want to be very like, clear no yeah. there's some people that totally want the cops to go away and there is infrastructures in which that would actually work but you're having a different argument so i'll let you continue with i this, don't this i don't think that that yeah. would work in america like, like, I think that that America is so far away from that ideal that I as, yeah, as but, we've but that's seen why in it's the an last ideal. But that's why it's an ideal. You have it there as a. But we have to be realistic about this stuff, too. Right. Like we can't we can't just like because sh- because when you do that, when you go that to that far ex- of an extreme, it's just going to get dismissed. It's not going to become a reality. Right. But when we talk about defunding the police, we're talking about a lot of the time, a lot of people I think are talking about what you're saying, redistribute a lot of that, those resources back to where they should be, where they were in decades past. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to actually put more into, into those other resources than we ever did before, but also to refocus the police that are there on the proper techniques and get away from teaching them to basically be uh uh, you know, government sanctioned bullies, uh, and, uh, and, and actually, you know, teach them how to deescalate, teach them mm-hmm. crisis intervention and stuff like that. So that they, so that their, their first tool that they go for is not a gun. Right. right. But, but all of that to say that this, this one specific, uh, officer, um, he, like, he absolutely lived up to, that ideal that, that, that I think a lot of people would love to see the all police live up to. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, I, it, I don't know. I just, I think, I think it, 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 it was refreshing <laughs> to see, but at the same time, um, it's, it's impossible to avoid the dynamic that like, if that were a wall of black people, they would have been shot. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, it's just well that's like, the whole it, it like that's been the a whole conversation. Yeah. So is that this like is that you cannot separate the racial element of this no. kind of a insurrection, right? Like it just the uh, yeah. 
I don't know. I just no, no, keep going. Like I, you, I, you, you, you're, you're, you're shying away from it, but I, well, but... I know, but it's just like, but that's the. I mean, at the at its core, and I mean, again, I can only talk from. I mean, if you're listening to the, if you listen to the post thing where we talk about this, that I'm, I'm here in the Okanagan, and the only thing that my parents know how to listen to is CNN. But it's on all the time, and they're constantly talking about what's going on, and 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 really just like that the planning and like what there's something real shady that was have right it's like why didn't they call in national guards faster why didn't they right yeah. and it's like when they arm themselves to the teeth for something like a black lives matter protest and then yeah. when there's an actual real threat that's been talked about multiple for multiple weeks on the internet why is nothing done about it and it's it comes down to the color of people's skin and the type of threat that they imagine yeah. Right. And this sort of imagined prejudice, like, or no, this very real prejudice. Right. It's and this sort of imagined understanding of what they what they should do. But I don't. It, and at its core, a lot of the conversations where it just highlights, it's like, why wasn't there police violence? Right. It shows that police can be not nonviolent. Right. And so it's like that. That at its core is one of the biggest problems that's happening with this. Is it's tragic that there were people that lost their lives in this, but it wasn't because of police brutality, right? If anything else, yeah. it was just like a lack of, a, a lack of preparedness and a lack of reaction and just letting, like these idiots that are just walking around like holding podiums and sitting in Pelosi's office and just being like, yeah. oh, I'm doing nothing, I'm just here. But realizing that if you didn't have the privilege that you've had your whole life, that you would be dead. Like, it just like that you, you take for granted that, that you, the arrogance and the conceit and the like spitting in the face of the system that benefits you, it wholly benefits you. And you're just being brainwashed by this monster who, who is lying to you and you can't see that or you're willfully ignorant. And that's the worst part about it is that how many people actually do understand. They understand that yeah. nothing's happening and they just want to be big bullies and they just think and they know that they can get away with this because they can right nobody like it nobody it, was going there being like oh i think i'm putting my life at risk risk yeah. right they're not that when they were standing up for something there was no consequences for them it's not like they went there being like i need to stand up because my life is gonna otherwise be compromised or i'm like i'm putting myself nobody went there being like i'm putting myself at risk for democracy right yeah because they're a bunch of white guys and white women and whiny white women, right? And it's like, you, you, the fact that you have that privilege to begin with just fundamentally makes me not care about what it is you're talking about. Because you're just, the system that does nothing but serve you, right? That if you utilize it properly, it does nothing but serve you, right? That you just don't see that privilege and you, and for some, I don't know. It's just, it's just so, it's so insane that like when you look at actual oppression, right. And you're like, it's because there's evidence, there's collusion, there's, there's things that exist where, where people are being targeted or people are being suppressed and, and the exact opposite 
was happening in the States. And you just couldn't see that yourselves because you're being blinded by being like these other voices that deserve to be heard, that deserve to have their votes cast, that are doing everything because they're fighting against the system that literally oppressed them for hundreds of years to not be able to go to the ballot boxes and everything that Stacey Abrams did to register black voters in Georgia. It's because you just had to work so much harder. So you see it, you saw what the other side had to do that you just get to sit on your butt and enjoy. And you think somehow your rights are being threatened and that your livelihood is being threatened and that your America doesn't exist anymore. Oh my God. I'm like, I like, I haven't talked about this in a really long time. This is really upsetting. Like what is happening in America? Like, and it, Canada. The problem is like, that the leader the pro- of Proud Boys yeah. is Canadian. Like, it's not just an American problem. Yeah. No, I will it's say. Here too. But, anyways, it's carry here on, too. you go. It, the, the, the issue, the, the core of it that I think a lot of people fail to, to understand, wrap their heads around, is that it's not one problem, right? You, yeah. you have. It goes from like relatable to uh, absurd really quickly, but but there are a lot of people that aren't. They're not the ones storming the Capitol. They're not the ones that were there. But they but that they have absolutely enabled this by excusing behavior, right? Mm-hmm. And they do that because they either are lifelong Republicans or they're disenfranchised for one reason or another because the, because they're they're you know poor or working class um so you know like they've they've bought what trump is selling because like they there's no alternative <laughs> right like like right. what what the status quo isn't working for them even though they do benefit from privilege they're still and I mean, because like in some class of these instances, a, class privilege is a thing that that yeah. people that like like it's a real thing that exists, class privilege. But you don't understand the privilege that comes for in other ways by race or, or um, like religion or whatever it is that there might be yeah. one thing that you're being oppressed in or that you're that you're that you are, you know. But even right, yeah, right but and, and then even even like like when we talk about about Florida. And and like Florida voting for Trump, even though such a a large portion of of Florida is is uh, like uh, Latinx uh, and, you know, like like people of color. And yet they still vote for him on mass because they they agree with a lot of his talking points. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and there are there are elements of it where, you know, like there there's a lot of like sort of self-hating minorities that don't see themselves as the minority. Right. Like like or they don't see themselves as that minority group. So like they also jump in on this. So that's another problem. And and those the self-hating minority groups. And I can I can talk about this being Jewish. Right. Because there are definitely times in my life where I hate hated the fact that I was Jewish, right? And tried to distance myself from it. I remember in the eighth grade, I, I actually even before, like in the seventh grade, and and uh, it's it was, I can tell you exactly why it happened. South Park became popular when I was in the seventh grade and Cartman calling Kyle a Jew became a funny joke, right? 
and saying all sorts of horrible things about Jewish people became a punchline, right? Right. And so when my friends discovered, A, that anti-Semitism was a funny thing, and then B, that I was Jewish, all of a sudden, every joke was about how I was Jewish, right? And it became inescapable. And it gets to a point where, where, you know, like I can remember saying to people like, but I'm not actually Jewish, right? Which is very different from how I would respond to it now. But obviously I was in the seventh grade. So like, I just wanted to be accepted, right? And, And in the eighth grade, like the people that were like my closest friends who now I look back and I'm like, why did I hang out with these guys? They treated me like garbage, but you like, it's, you're a teenager. You, you, you mm-hmm. hang out with your mm-hmm. peer group. It, it, it happens. Right. Mm-hmm. But like they made all sorts of jokes at my expense. And then they would just be like, Oh, chill out, man. Like it's the, they're just jokes. Right. So it's very easy to become, disenfranchised and 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 disgruntled and upset and all it takes is somebody finding you and then and then using that negative emotional state to radicalize you galvanize you yeah yeah and and so you have you have people who are in that state already that they are responding to trump's rhetoric they've been responding to republican rhetoric for the last 30 years right basically our entire lifetimes so 30 40 years and and now trump has has weaponized that absolutely and and then you have other groups on top of that that are much more malicious than that because like the republicans are definitely malicious trump is certainly malicious but their their goals are very simple right i uh, for the republican party it is maintain power that's it that's the whole right. if if yeah. if the Republican Party had a PowerPoint for their strategy, it would be mm-hmm. one slide with one bullet and it would be maintain power. That's the whole thing. And then the asterisk would be at any cost, like our souls, whatever. It doesn't matter. We will we will do it. Right. I don't think that that applies to every single Republican, but I think that it replies. To, it, sorry, it applies to the Republican Party as a whole. Like the like the ethos of the Republican Party since the eighties has been win at all costs, right? Um, right. And and it's and it's really really polluted the type of candidates that make their way up in that party, and it's it's really unfortunate because conservative values are not all garbage values right like so, like some of those values actually make sense and are and we've talked about this before like they're they are relatable and they are understandable and you can understand how a person holds those ideals mm-hmm. yeah. um but and and here's the thing yeah. if elections were being stolen or mm-hmm. compromised or undemocratic then it is fully the right of every member of a democracy to hold government accountable and to right, But there is no evidence that that was happening in any way. And the due diligence and the process that happened, but I just want to like, but just like at its core, that thought and that right. And that value is shared by both sides. Right. Yeah, it is. But but the, but the problem is that, is that, those radicalized groups 
you can't fight them with logic because they're not using logic. And Trump knows this, right? It's it's exactly what he appeals to. And and these other groups, the Proud Boys, uh, uh, other neo-Nazi groups, uh, other white white supremacist groups, the Klan, all of these these groups, they know this. They've been preying on this stuff for decades, right? For for yeah. I mean, like like centuries, really. Honestly, um, it's it's it is, <laughs> and this is the hard truth. It's what Western society is built on, and I'm not talking about America and Canada. I'm not talking about South America, right? And and like the like like the the Western influence there. I'm talking about like going back to, I uh, <laughs> like the Greeks, the Romans, right? Like the whole that like everything that Western culture sprouts out of is our people are the superior people, and. I uh, it's it's stuff that has carried through generation to generation to generation. And we've kind of like a lot of people don't understand where all of that comes from. And the fact that it is so ingrained in our society and the way that our society has been structured, that that it's so hard to 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 fight against it. But it there's there's just this this element where people people want to fight. Uh, an an easy to understand enemy it's right it yeah it is honestly like like the way that republicans and conservatives and and uh like right-wing extremists have all been lumped into one homogenous monolith right yeah is actually counterproductive to the problem at hand because they're because they're not a monolith and you can't fight all of these problems with the same tools. Like hate groups, they need to be destroyed, like shut down, right? Like there, mm-hmm. there needs to be uh, uh, like regulation against that stuff. It needs to be illegal. It needs to, it, we cannot give them spaces. That, and Canada, like Canada's, if we look at Canada's uh, um, freedom of speech laws versus mm-hmm. American freedom of speech laws, you get much yeah. more of that, right? That that's a value that we do have actually intrinsically yeah, in our charter. Exactly. Is that like you, like you, like the hate, the anti-hate speech as opposed to yeah. all free speech. And I if, think is a very important distinction. If we look at, if we look at post-World War II Germany, Right. And we look at that example of coming coming out of that that ex- most extreme example of radicalization um, and the way that they deal with it, like like in the in the years following World War Two, if you expressed any sort of sentiment that was a Nazi sentiment, you get thrown in jail. Right. Like it was mm-hmm. it was made illegal. It was absolutely like like because they didn't want to go back down that path again. Right. And because obviously because the, 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 the rest of the world was putting sanctions on them, there was pressure and all that sort of thing. The problem with America is that like, uh, how, how do you do that to to the most powerful country in the world? Um, And yeah, I mean, if they go down, they're taking us with them. It's so crazy. But, but, but that is like, that's just one problem. Right. Cause the, cause Mm -hmm like the one of the other problems is like I talk about the like the disenfranchised people who have a right they they're upset about the same thing that we're upset about and th- this is where the unity needs to come from right is that mm-hmm. like that some of our ideals may be different 
But we are actually a lot of us upset about the same things, which is that you have 1% of the, the population at the top with all of this wealth and it's not distributed equally. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they have absolutely like stolen this wealth from the rest of the world. I mean, like over the last mm-hmm. year, Elon Musk's wealth has gone from, I think the stat was uh, uh, something like, gross, somewhere around 25 yeah. billion to mm-hmm. like, it's now 900 billion, right. Yeah. In the last year, as a result of the pandemic, like he has managed to capitalize on everybody else's misfortune and Jeff Bezos is the same. And like all of these, these billion trillionaires are the same and they have so much money that they could not literally could not spend it all. I mean, like Elon Musk could, could fund expeditions to Mars and still have money left over Mm, for whatever the hell he wants for the rest of his life. Right. Like it, It's insane. It's it's the 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 numbers are astronomical in a very literal sense. Like they're you cannot wrap your head around them. They're they're too big to comprehend. And and these people are upset about the same thing, right? But but because they've been brainwashed very aggressively by the Republican Party to maintain the status quo so that guys like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos can have that kind of wealth. They think that, you know, distribution of wealth is a communist thing. Like all of a sudden everything's yeah, going to be communist. So yeah. Like like socialism and communism have become the same thing in a lot of people's eyes. They're not the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Without mm-hmm. socialism, you wouldn't have highways. You wouldn't have healthcare. I mean, like they barely have healthcare in the States, but like there are so there are so many things that that people take for granted on a daily basis, and they go like, "Oh, I hate socialism," and it's like really because the road that you drove in on to get to work yeah. to work at your job, where you've pulled yourself up by your bootstraps, apparently, even though mm-hmm. that was all you know the result of your privilege, whatever. I I that's all that's socialism. <laughs> Yeah. Those those yeah. roads only exist because of socialism because you pay taxes and then the government builds roads, right? Like that's socialism. That's different from communism, which communism is like, hey, uh you are basically assigned your role at birth and uh you don't get to make a choice about that and you're going to fit into the machine in the way that the government tells you that you fit into the machine. I don't I don't want that. I don't think that and many people want that. There are Correct. definitely yeah. people who will tell you that they do, but they're dumb and they should take off their berets because I think that they're cutting off the oxygen supply to their brain. But because, you know, like it's, it's a very specific type of person. I, I, but like, like that, like that's a different thing from socialism, which like we need to, we need, we need to look at what things have worked in the past. We need to look at what things work in other parts of the world. And realize that, you know, every, like it's the rising tide raises all boats, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's so hard to get to that point because the the division has been put up between the left and the right. The how we get there is the is what everybody then dies on, right? The hills that they, that they yeah. go up against. And it's like you don't understand that at the end of the day, I think we all just want... <laughs> we. 
we all just want like the best for ourselves and and to there was a there's stuff that I remember from um university like first year university like those those intro to sociology courses that I took um one that stood out to me was Foucault and the idea that everybody always wants three things power prestige or property and that if you really boil it down everybody's fundamental choices relate to those three things pa- mm. power prestige and property and so i just i think like there's there's so many people that have been studying the world for so long and they all have their different ideas and i mean we talk about i've talked about i know i've talked about this on the on the podcast before too but that government exists as a means to an end but how you enforce government depends fundamentally on what you believe at its core is human human nature, right? Yeah. Do you believe that humans are inherently good? Do you believe that they're inherently evil? Or do you believe that they're a neutral, like a blank slate? And the way that you institute government and the way that you put those systems in place, like they all agree that systems should be in place, but the how you implement them changes dramatically depending on something that we will never be able to quantify what at its core is a human right and how do we how do we all and so that i think is is a little bit beautiful but also the frustrating you know thing that we'll never understand i think i think i think one of the difficulties of that is that it's it's my belief that the majority, the vast majority, like 99% to just make up a statistic. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause this is just a feeling. This is totally subjective, but I would say like 99% of people, if not higher than that, genuinely want to do the right thing and be good people. And the evidence that I will point to in this instance is how many of those men that marched on the Capitol last week had Captain America shields and, and, you know, like, like were dressed like superheroes in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, they think that they are the heroes of their own stories. Of course they do. Yeah. The problem is that their, their, their perspective has been twisted by a megalomaniac. Um, and they they don't yeah. realize that that dime store Lex Luthor has actually tricked them <laughs> into Store doing Lex exactly Luthor. what they want, right? Like, Have you called him dime store Lex Luthor before on the podcast? Because I, I, I love similar that things, so much. Similar I love things it so much. <laughs> um, it's it is it's it's like like they all see themselves as Luke Skywalker and 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 Trump is Palpatine and they're standing in that throne room and they're like. I'm here and I'm a Jedi and I'm going to stop you. And then Palpatine turns around and goes, dude, everything that has happened has happened according to my plan. You're standing (laughs) here because I willed it. Right. Yeah. And, and it's in like, it's in that moment that you have to realize like, Oh, if I continue down the path that I'm on, I'm just going to give him exactly what he wants. Right. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And and they haven't had that realization. And I think the biggest thing is that Trump. I think that Trump is an idiot savant in this respect. I don't think that Trump recognizes or comprehends his own power. Right. Like, like mm-hmm. I, I think that he is a toddler with a handgun. 
<laughs> and oh, it's like like a, a soldier with a handgun and a toddler with a handgun have the same capacity to do damage, right? right. But which one is way more dangerous? <laughs> and to me, it's the toddler with the handgun because the toddler with a handgun has no grasp of that power, has right. no concept of how dangerous that power is or the consequences of that power and can't can't comprehend loss of life in the way that the soldier does right Right. and so i think that like like look if if you asked me if if i had to to if you know the meme with the guy the the sweating guy he's got to push the two buttons and if the the, the two if the two buttons were to go back in time and somehow mitt romney or donald trump Mm -hmm. i would hit that mitt romney button so fast oh yeah so fast, well, like in a blink Romney of an eye, understands because understands how democracy works. He's a politician. Yeah, it, and and he and 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 as much as he's a Republican, so he's going to cheat in order to get what he wants. He is going to play by a certain set of rules, yes, right? Because he understands it, what those rules are. Yeah, but he didn't but, come into it. Ugh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like Trump not comprehending what game he's playing. And honestly, not playing the same game like 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 this is, I think, one of one of the things that smart people get, but less smart people don't quite get is that like Trump never at any point in time had any intention of being political. (laughs) Right. He has used politics in order to secure a position of power to give himself more wealth. And and. It's going to be really interesting in the next couple of weeks to see what happens once he's no longer the president, because I don't think that if you listen to the the guy who wrote uh, The Art of the Deal, I can't remember his name, but um, it would be easy to look up, but I'm not going to. (laughs) He was quoted. I saw a video of him from four years ago, basically at the beginning of all of this, right, of him saying like, he will not when he loses the election and this guy he was asserting is like this isn't like an if the when he, he loses like, when the he election because yeah. he won't get reelected because he'll have done everything wrong and horrible and shown his face right mm-hmm. for what it is <clears throat> when he loses the election he will never admit that he lost because he's incapable of it like he like he can't do it and like this all kind of goes back into like like he 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 wasn't he never conceived of a reality in which he would not continue to be the president of the United States until the right. day that he dies. Right. Right. In his. Interesting. I, I'm going to go right. out on a limb and say syphilis riddled brain. I <laughs> uh, he thinks that they, they he, like I'm and he might still at this moment think that he's going to win. Yeah. Like there's still a chance. Yeah. It's like the the um I uh, dumb and dumber when 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 it's, it's like 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 look this isn't going to happen or but you're telling me there's still a chance, right? <laughs> like like if it's a, the most infinitesimal chance, like his brain is still like I'm going to do this. I'm going to yeah. win cuz I can't lose. I didn't lose the election. The election was stolen. And like, and, and that, that guy, like he said all of that, like verbatim, basically everything that Trump has said for the last two months, 
he like he called it four years ago and said that this is the way that it was going to go. Likewise, during the debates, when he was running against Hillary, Hillary said all of this stuff. She said all of it like Mm. like he cannot handle it. He will not accept a loss like like he's dangerous and people just like chalked it up to her being a hysterical woman. Right. Right. Like, and, and, and I can remember, I can remember how upset we all were four years ago in the lead up to his inauguration going like, this is going to be the worst. This is going yeah. to be awful. And so many people in the, in the center and, and right leaning being like, you're overreacting, give him a chance. Like, yeah. like once he realizes the responsibility of the office, it'll change his attitude. And it was like, no, you don't understand he doesn't care about the office. He cares about the power and what that power can do for him. And he is under the impression still to this day that he can just sign executive orders and no one can stop him. Right. And, and to a certain extent he it's, it's true. He has been able to do that, but at the same time, it's like, there are checks and balances. He is, he will be impeached for a second time, which is ridiculous. I, I, I don't know that they'll be able to move fast enough to remove him from office, but it doesn't matter. Like the, the, the purpose of the second impeachment won't be to remove him from office before the 20th. Like the 20th is, is nine days away. Like, yeah, relax about it that's not what's going to happen the purpose of the impeachment at this point and 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 for it to go all the way through the process is that he will not be able to run in another four years and that is vital that is so important because we cannot go through this again as a planet as a global community i don't think that it would be a good thing for us to go through it again um and and there is a light at the end of this tun- tunnel. We are nine days away. I mean, really, now it's 1048 at night as we're recording this. We're really eight days away from an adult being and I just, in the White I House. Can I just say something that I just – the amount of courage that Joe Biden has to have going into this, mm. like that – that I mean, he his life is in real danger, oh, right? Sure. And I mean, I and I just – and I just – he's – dealing with stuff with such grace and i think he just really is it's it's so like all he has to do is just basically do the minimum and he's already doing leaps and bounds ahead of of everything else right like the idea that he's he's coming in and just being like hey i'm going to talk about how we shouldn't be you know raiding the capital right now like that's all <laughs> yeah. it takes for him to be like a like presidential and it's like I don't know. I, I we're also. I think it's just gonna. We're, we, I think everybody's forgotten what it's like to have a president that understands how politics works and how the world works and how. So it's just yeah. I yeah, systems be, of government and yeah. <laughs> hierarchy yeah. and yeah, I yeah. uh, checks and balances and uh, the yeah. the um, the benefit of discourse. I mean, like, yeah. I I I think that one of the the worst things about Trump is is his like unilateral belief in himself right Right. like the the egomaniacal component of it that whatever he has decided is what will happen and Mm -hmm. there's no point in talking about it having a conversation it just 
his word yeah, is law. Yeah. He is the king, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, because I think that all of us adults know that most situations are made better by having discourse, right? Yeah, <laughs> right? Talking by about stuff. by talking yeah, about like something you... because yeah. even if you've got a great idea, there's a very good chance that it can be better. And that, mm-hmm. and that including other perspectives and other viewpoints um, and other people in the process is only going to make it better because they're going to see things that you missed. They're going to uh, uh, be able to predict things that you couldn't have predicted, right? Like, like that, that is such an important part of leadership. Mm-hmm. And it's such a, it's such a glaring hole in Trump's psychology, not even just not even the way that he leads, but just in the way that his brain processes information. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, like it's it's astounding to me that we've made it through this four years and he has not been deemed mentally unfit to do the job that that no one has had the courage to actually shut this down. Um, And I do think that you're seeing a lot of regret on the side on the, on the part of Republicans at this point, um, it, they can only see it once they've actually lost. And once, once they see their power slipping away, now they're going to, now they're all going to, you know, uh, take the cowards route and say that they weren't behind him the whole time. But, um, and none of them should be applauded <laughs> for right. it. Like, like well, they've had four years. I, but here's the thing. That specific comment is, I yeah. think that when you grow and you learn and you change and you you put your money where your mouth is or you, you know, put your actions where your new thought is, I think time will tell. Like, do yeah. they go into this new, this new presidency understanding that they have a responsibility as elected officials in America to uphold a certain amount of values of democracy and, and work with other people, right? And being, to be... Yeah. But so, I, I, I think that they've already shown in the last week that they are full of it. Like the like <laughs> the, like it's it's nonsense. It's just it's just lip service because as Trump uh, sorry, as as Biden calls for Trump to be removed from office as soon as possible, basically, I uh, they they turn around and go like, no, we have to have unity. We have to have a have a transition it's no we got to do it it's like what what unity what transition he's not working with the transition team right he's not he's said that he's not going to attend the inauguration now there's two reasons for that one he can't stand there and accept defeat publicly he's he's incapable of doing it mm-hmm. but the other part of it is that he knows full well that he has mobilized his people on that day like that, that the 20th is going to be another very dangerous, very upsetting day. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think that, that anybody is going to get close enough to Biden uh, for anything to happen, because I think that the right people are making the right decisions at this point to secure the capital for, for that day and for that transition of power. But, but I do think that there will be things that happen in the United States of America on January 20th that will be very upsetting and everybody should brace themselves for that. Um, and I think it's going to be a rough couple of months uh, afterwards, but, but, but the, like it, it, there will be an adult in the white house, which means that some of this stuff that has been 
so poorly handled can stop being so poorly handled. Like you said, anything at this point is preferable. So like when we look at, at the, the response to COVID, I, there has been no response from the white house to COVID and, uh, and, and that's, that's being seen now that there is a vaccine to distribute. There are so many agencies throughout the United States that have vaccines and don't know how to distribute the vaccines because they've been given no guidance. There have been, there's, there's no parameters for it from a federal level. It hasn't been coordinated. It's just like, Hey, here you go. So like, they're like, they're just, everybody's just kind of trying to figure it out rather than like, like the, like, I think one of the things that people have to understand is that like, there are experts on this stuff, but there aren't experts on this stuff everywhere. Not every, not every region has an expert on the best way to distribute a vaccine. Right. Right. There are people who do know what to do in this situation and they should be empowered by the government, by leadership to step in, take the reins and get that job done. Right. Cause that's what good leadership is about. Good leadership isn't about standing on a dais and saying, you go over there and you go do that and you do this. It's saying, find me the smartest person in the room. Yeah. And then, and, and then empowering and, them to do, and then stuff. let yeah. that yeah, and then then let me use my power to empower that person to do what needs to be done, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what good leadership is all about. Like it's it that's what team management is. That's what all of this stuff is really boiling down to, and it's 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 why everything is in such chaos in the states right now. Um, and then on top of it, you've got Trump denying that COVID is even a real thing. And even though he had it and the vaccine is blah, blah, blah. And like definitely like playing into a lot of the conspiracy theories um, and, and sowing discord and, and creating chaos and, and all of that stuff. Um, oh, man, it's insane. Okay. It's insane. It's just so- such insanity. But but. I believe that Biden's team has a plan. <laughs> they say that they have a plan and on day one, they're going to get to work. So on January 21st, I don't know, maybe even January 20th, they might be just like, like <laughs> right at it. Right. Like, at it. cause what is it? Yeah. I think it's noon, right? It's noon on January 20th. So, yeah. He's the president. Yeah. Um, and He's probably going to have a long night. Yeah. Stay up doing. Yeah. Stuff, and, so. and, and I, th- I think that his people are in place and they're like, they're like waiting. I mean, I would bet you anything that they've already started wheels in motion, like oh, that yeah. they've already begun the process knowing that they will have the the mandate as of January 21st, right? So like on January 21st, all of a sudden uh, a machine is going to be in place and is going to start distributing um, the the methodologies and whatever. And 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 because like, it's stupid stuff. It's really frustrating, stupid stuff like who gets the vaccine first, right? Yeah. That like that there are different schools of thought on it and many of them are equally valid. Maybe you, you start at the oldest and you work your way down because, uh, because the people who are like at, at, like our oldest people are, are, the, at the highest risk, right? They're the highest risk group. So that's who we start with. We start vaccinating them to protect them. But 
and like that's a logical way to do it that's there's there is a reason to do it that way um because it's going to prevent loss of life but then the other part of it is well we should start with healthcare workers because if healthcare workers get sick there's no one to take care of <laughs> those people who are 80 and up right right so we should start with those people well okay healthcare workers does that extend to frontline workers like like where does where does that stop right because when we say healthcare workers are we talking about everybody who works in the hospital are we talking about everybody who works in the hospital plus people who work in care homes right like yeah. like and these and it's not that any decision left or right or down the middle is right or wrong it's it's the the problem is that there is no decision and that inaction is leading to chaos right where like municipalities and and states and stuff like that are having to make these decisions on their own and can't come to a consensus or or uh you know like like on the state level they've decided one thing but on the the local like county level they've decided something different and so you have just like this this chaos of like well we're gonna do this well no we've decided we're gonna do this as opposed to there being like a, an expert at the top going, this is how it's going to work, everybody, because this is the thing that's going to get it out the fastest and to the most people, uh, like in the most efficient way. And we've done math on it. We've had people calculate things. And this is this is how we're going to get to herd immunity the fastest. Right. It's just like like that's that's the stuff that needs to happen. That's the stuff that should have been happening. It should have happened months ago. Before there was a vaccine, there should have been a plan for the vaccine. And you're seeing in other countries that that is the case, right? Like in Canada, yeah. we have a plan. Well, like, yes. Like, like, I mean, like, it would be great if more people were getting the vaccine faster. But, but you know, like, like it, it is what it is. Stacey um, Abrams can just do it for America. Yeah. She yeah. gets stuff done. Good. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, put her in charge. <laughs> I, I, I mean, put her in charge of everything. But, um you know, I, 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 I think that they, that, that they're going to turn the corner soon. And, and by the end of this year, going into 2022, I think that things will be looking positive, but I think that we're still, we're still in for a rough ride this well, year. But, but that's... And I, and then the white supremacists still haven't gone anywhere. Like, that's the thing is that like that. They're still gonna, around. They're still here. Honestly. I, nobody is going to want to hear this. And I think a lot of people are going to be upset from hearing this. It is going to take two generations before the damage that Trump has oh. done is gone. I, oh, yeah. uh, if, if people work to get rid of it <laughs> and we don't well, double down I mean, on it as a society in the coming years. And that's the, like, that's the real worry is that he's, he's created a platform for people like him to, to rise to the surface and, yeah. and, it, and it become less. So I do just want, I mean, you were so close to being positive there. And I do, I just think as we get to the end of what my brain can handle in terms of politics tonight yeah. and on our first, on our 50th episode of Thunder Quack and looking towards the future, I do kind of want to check in with you about like, what are like two good things that you see happening this year or that you want to happen? 
because I feel like I want to end on a little bit of a like looking forward. Like we tried to do yeah. at the end of our wrap up last year, looking forward to, I don't know if I mentioned that I had been looking forward to Bridgerton, but like I ended the year with some fun, just like fluffy things that made me feel a little bit less terrible about the world. And then you have to deal with all of the stuff, but as you're going through it, like we've got to find these little beacons of light that keep us going. So I'm just curious what your, cause you did mention two really good things, right? Like that hopefully by the end of the year, there'll be a vaccine that we can reach herd immunity in some capacity or get back to some sort of semblance of of people being able to go out and do that and I think that that's a great overarching thing but do you have like maybe even just little things or, or something that you are just looking towards this year yeah I th- I well a I next week uh next week no Friday uh Thursday night we finally get some new MCU content <laughs> hell or high water it's happening that's um, true on the 15th, we get WandaVision and, and that actually is a great place to, to mention how we're going to be covering WandaVision. So, so this is, this is what we're going to do. I know that like a year ago, I think I had said, you know, we're going to have faster, more intense, which uh, I guess more than a year ago, uh, faster, more intense to cover all of the Disney plus and live action star Wars content, everything that's not animated. Right. Cause we already have rebel cells to do that. Um, and then we would be starting a new podcast to cover MCU content, right? Both on Disney Plus and the movies. Now, one of the things that I have learned over the last few years is that it is very pointless to start up a whole new podcast thread, <laughs> like like a whole yeah. new feed, because then we got like people have to go and subscribe to that feed. We got to create social media accounts for everything, a new URL, blah, blah, blah all of that, it's stupid. If I could just <laughs> crush all of the podcast feeds into one feed, I would do it. Um, so that you guys could, like, you just get all of the content on one podcast feed and everybody's just subscribed to the same thing. And then you just listen to the episodes that you want to and you don't listen to the ones you don't want to, whatever. Um, but what? so what we're going to do is we are going to have a dedicated Marvel show but we're going to treat the MCU Disney Plus series the way that I think they should be treated, especially after the the earnings, call, like the, the investors call and the way that they talked about it. These aren't TV shows. These are long movies, right? They're, they're yeah. long. For, it's long form MCU content. It's no different than the films. So I don't think that. I don't think that covering them episode by episode is even going to be a positive way to cover them because I don't think that week to week there will certainly be enough to talk about, but I don't think that we'll have an understanding of it Mm -hmm. to talk about it as a story. Right. And that's something that I've noticed with the Mandalorian is that there were a lot of people like week to week going like, well, I don't know where this is going. So, and that would really like color opinions on it. And, and so there would be some negativity, whereas like, like if you looked at it as the whole season of, of the Mandalorian, you'd be like, well, as a whole season, I think that the story is very clear, right. Of like what the purpose was and where they were going and how it ended and all that stuff. I think that with the MCU stuff, it'll be even more so because, because of the way that Kevin Feige has been producing this stuff. I think when, every time they've talked about winter soldier, uh, uh, uh falcon and winter soldier like it is a movie it's a six hour movie like that's it's like it's not it's not a tv show 
Um, WandaVision is, it feels like it might be a little bit more episodic. Loki might be a little bit more episodic, but I think that all of these are, are just opportunities to spend more time with the characters, but that the stories will be very much like a season will be a story. Um, it's, and the way that I look at it is, is very similar to reviewing individual issues of comic books is pointless. It, because it, like especially like the first issue of a comic book like i could tell you what i think of the first issue of the high republic it's irrelevant what i think of the first issue which is the new star wars comic right it's irrelevant right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, yeah. literally all that happens in it is we establish a character and like one plot point happens in the story <laughs> a a a a store a comic book story is is no less than four issues usually right. six right right yeah in order to get like an actual like three act structure out of a story. And I think that WandaVision will be very similar. So with that in mind, uh, our MCU coverage, it'll still be it's it's still going to be the show that it was going to be before. It's just they they it'll be on the Thunderquack feed. So you guys don't have to subscribe to anything else um, for the for for WandaVision. I'm definitely going to put it on the Quiver feed so that people know that it exists and to go over and subscribe to the other thing. but. I, I, so you guys will get it. You like everybody who's listening to this, everybody who can hear my voice in this moment. I, you're already good. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about the whole season all at once. And it's going to be myself, Amanda and Curtis. I, and that like no rotating cast and no, like, like who's going to be talking about it this week. Like we've done with other, with the Mandalorian stuff on faster, more intense. Uh, it's going to be like, you guys know what the product is, <laughs> which I you know think is so really funny? important. This consistency. I totally forgot that I agreed to do that. <laughs> that You messaged me and Curtis and I was like, oh yeah, that sounds fun. And I'm, so I love that these updates are almost it, yeah. half for me. <laughs> it'll, it'll, for everybody else. so what it'll basically end up being. And I think once, once Disney gets the, the machine churning, I think that it'll end up being more or less once a month. <laughs> that that yeah. will have this so between three to six movies a year because <laughs> when we look yeah. at when we look at the the sony movies because i think that i think that the spider-man movies at i think after spider-man 3 i think they're gonna end up being everything's gonna end up being mcu um i also think that when once they start getting the um the x-men stuff going which we got the news today actually uh, confirmation from Kevin Feige himself and then from Ryan Reynolds. Deadpool 3 is happening and it's part of the MCU and it will be R-rated. So all of that stuff is is like we know that for a fact now. That is happening, um, which is huge. It's also officially the first X-Men property in the MCU that we know about. Um, I think once the X-Men come online and that becomes a thing, I think that you'll kind of have the Avengers side of it and you'll have the X-Men side of it and then you'll have the Spider-Man side of it. And I think that all three of those will run sort of like parallel to each other. And then you'll have the the Disney Plus like long form series happening at the same time. So when we get to that point, I think that there will be like maybe one or two months in a year where we don't have something Marvel to talk about. Um, And, you know, it's not always going to be great. Sometimes it's going to be a fantastic four with the four in the middle of the fantastic. (laughs) I, there's no avoiding that. that. I didn't hate that movie as much as everybody else did. I feel like, (laughs) 
I, but yeah, so, so that'll be that show. Um, so I think that that like, like WandaVision is definitely something to look forward to. I think all of the Disney plus content that we heard about in that investor day is, is really exciting. Um, I think the second thing that I'll point out is, is I think it will be safe to return to movie theaters at some point this year. I don't think that we're going to have to wait for, um, everybody to be vaccinated before that's something that people can safely do. And to me, if there is one thing that I miss the most about life before all of this, it is the movie theater. And it like it, it, every time we blow past another release date that was supposed to happen, it breaks my heart. Like it just, it, it kills me. Like we're supposed to be gearing up for the next round of phase four Marvel movies. And we haven't even seen black widow yet. Right. And like that, it, I know it's trivial and it does in the greater scheme of things, it doesn't actually matter, especially when you compare it to loss of life and, and the, like the enormous tragedy that has been COVID-19. But, but for me personally, where I sit at the moment, like it's like, it's been rough. I need that stuff. And so well, having I mean, WandaVision coming is, it. no, yeah, it's a like it, you it, need something it, to levity, right? Yeah. A it's a, it's a, and, and, and the Mandalorian was, was, and, and earlier in the year we had, we had clone wars and stuff. And like, it's not like, it's not like we haven't had great content this year. We had umbrella or sorry, last year we had yeah. umbrella Academy. We've had yes, like, there was great. good stuff. There were bright spots in media in 2020 and i don't think that it was all just like disappointment of things getting pushed further and further out but yeah like i god willing this ghostbusters movie is going to come out this year and it's actually going to oh, be good yeah, I forgot you know about that. like Yay. we should have already seen it it should have already happened <laughs> um yeah i and and obi-wan starts filming soon and you know like like there's there's good stuff on the horizon and and like dawn is breaking like that's the thing is that it 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 i think that that last wednesday was the darkest point i think that a bunch of entitled white supremacists marching on the american capital and occupying the capital whether it was for five minutes or five years is irrelevant it happened and it is the lowest point of all of this Absolutely. I think it's the lowest point. But when I say it's the lowest point, that means that now we are working our way back up. And so that's ultimately optimistic. I positivity to me is a thing where it's like positivity is, is trying to see the bright side, regardless of the good of the bad. But optimism to me is knowing that even though it's bad, it's going to get better, right? We're gonna we are all going to work together to make it better. And we have been. I think that I think the majority of human beings have been working towards this goal. The fact that the vaccine exists in under a year and it's being distributed and there are people who within a matter of the next couple, because it takes six weeks. Once you have the vaccine, it's six weeks until you're actually immune. Uh, It has to be in your system, right, for it to work. So within a couple of weeks, we are going to have people out there who have been vaccinated and are immune to COVID-19. And that like, like that's, that's because humanity as a whole 
has banded yeah. together in order to to so. overcome this adversity and like to me that is like that's optimism personified like that's 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 it in the flesh um yeah. and so you know like like we, yeah there's a lot of negativity and we have to talk about it because we can't just put our heads in the sand and and pretend like it didn't happen but um it it is ultimately like we we learn the lessons from it and hopefully uh, it'll be a couple of generations before they've forgotten this stuff again. How long did it take? I guess it took it took four generations from World War Two mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> for people to yeah. for people to make the mistake again. So hopefully we can look forward to four generations of Jeez. people realizing that this is this was stupid. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think we've all we've all lost friends and we've all we've all had to say, you know, sort of. Uh, uh, turn our backs on on parts of communities and stuff like that as a result of some of this but hopefully that stuff can kind of turn around and come back and some people can see the error of their ways in the light of day but yeah i don't know so that's for me did you want to give two positive things did you want to give two two points of optimism oh geez i mean i think that like those are um everything that you've sort of said about is similar, like in terms of like looking at like holistically, like what's good for the world. And in terms of just working towards something, my big thing is that like, I mean, I really hope that like this pandemic is the pandemic. That's one of my biggest fears. I don't know if that's like, but really just finding ways to deal with it. And even as things are evolving, like, and even if there's mutating viruses, right. Like people and in people being granted um, in scientific positions the authority to help make changes or if we need to update boosters or anything like that like that that really with a change in um like organization in the states that that biden will allow some leadership to come there and be able to adapt and change as needed over the next year to try to be as forward thinking as we can be um Mm -hmm. but from my i i actually a lot of stuff is just like personal things like there was a a full year like looking back at my last year i I know everybody their 2020 just did not turn out what you wanted and i think that now we've been in it for long enough that even just trying to shift what i think of as successful goal markers and being kinder to ourselves going into the next year i think that people are starting to recognize that this is i mean it's it's not over yet but there's a light at the end of the tunnel but how do we get there and how do we be kind to ourselves and I think that the more that people can like look that way so for myself just setting more practical goals that I can achieve and and making myself feel less like oh there's nothing I can do it's the world and all that and and just being like okay well what can I take like one one day at a time and and how can I look to stuff and also just looking forward to the massive amounts of content that have been hoarded by people and that people are still making things. Like we look around and the film industry in Vancouver is only getting busier. And I know that it's not the case everywhere, but like I have lots of friends that are actively working right now and they're making things. And I think that just to see how stories have come to get, like how people have turned to stories and that they're continuing to turn to stories and that we have the opportunity to, to make those continue to be awesome. Like I just, I'm just excited by that. So I think that I want to see some awesome new content this year. I want um, Bridgerton to be picked up for a second season, which I think it will be. I want, uh, it's, it's the number one show on Netflix in the world. So yes, (laughs) you're going to get a second season. So great. Um, And then I also, I'm hoping that uh, like, I want 
Umbrella Academy season three is something that I'm looking forward to as well. I don't know if that'll come out this year. Um, and also Stranger Things season four, because I just finished rewatch of Stranger Things. So, you know, yeah. different little things. So hopefully, hopefully something good comes out of this year. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I know exactly what you're saying that they're like, there's so many bigger things that I could maybe be looking to, but really I'm, I'm starting small. I just want, you know, I, I want my mom and dad to be able to travel in another year. Cause it's something that really like it, it makes them happy. And it's, it's hard to watch people. Like, I know it's such a trivial thing, but it's hard to watch my parents who are growing older, just sit in armchairs and grow old. And it's, yeah. it's hard. I've been here for a while. So I really want them to have stuff to look forward to. And I want them to have things that make, that bring them joy and, and to be able to just see their friends or go out for lunch. And I just think that, that, that if I can, if I can feel safe, if my parents can go and start having lunches with their friends again and be able to have something to look forward to, I think that that is a light. And I think that that can happen within the next year and it'll just make me really happy. So. Cool. Well, I think that's it. I think that's the episode. I think so too. I think it was a good one. Welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) Yeah. I was, I, I, we should have said this at the beginning of the episode. I was really looking forward to, uh, and I said this to you, like I was, I was kind of looking forward to talking about how bad wonder woman 1984 was. (laughs) And instead we had to, we had to talk about this, but, um, but, but I don't know. I, I think that, I, I, we'll find ways we'll find ways to talk oh, about wonder woman don't worry don't worry about it we'll be back next week and i have a lot of things to say about <laughs> wonder woman 1984 um because it yeah it 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 there are some things that really rustle my jimmies with that movie and i think we're gonna talk <laughs> about it but i i but we'll save that we'll save that <laughs> i Great. i think that i think that we 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 did some good work here <laughs> on this episode <laughs> Um, and I think that that also, uh, uh, like you said at the beginning, like they're like people. This is what they expect. <laughs> yeah, it would be yeah, re- it would hopefully. be weird if we didn't talk about it. So I think that it's good to yeah. to get out and talk about it, and and even if it's just so that other people can hear that, um, you know, they're not alone in yeah, feeling this stuff. Yeah. And mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, to me that's sometimes that's enough. So yeah. I. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, actually, I, I, you'll hear me twice uh, within the next week. I don't know if I'll get it out um, I, I, in the next day or two, but uh, I will have the, the Patreon exclusive episode as oh, well yeah. this week. Exciting. Um, so look forward to that. I, and I, I will, uh, we'll be back with a regular episode next week. So, uh, Thanks for listening. Stay safe, everyone. Wash your hands and be kind to one another. Follow the Thunderquack podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching the Thunderquack podcast. You can support us in three ways. First, by heading to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review. Second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch from your favorite podcasts. And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get cool rewards like early access, ad-free episodes, and extended episodes. The Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of thunderquack.com. Head to thunderquack.com to discover more great podcasts.